Hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Independent Author Podcast. I'm Tom Kranz. I appreciate you downloading my episodes. Uh, Today, uh, I have uh, the pleasure of interviewing a young woman who I met at a recent uh, book expo in Roselle, New Jersey. Uh, She is uh, an independent author like I am, but uh, the reason I was interested uh, in her and that she uh, sounded like a great subject for this podcast is she's done an awful lot in her life and she's only 23. And uh, Pavlina Asta, first of all, welcome. Thank you so much, Tom. I appreciate you bringing me on. Yeah, of course. So Pavlina uh, shared uh, the tent that I was under with several other authors and she had a table where she uh, was displaying her new book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-Something Should Know. And I guess as a 20-something herself, uh, she should know a few things. uh, And we will will get to that in detail. But uh, first of all, the the reason that I was interested, Pavlina, in you is that you seem, seem like you've got a really kind of a running start on life at a very young age. Tell me, First of all, uh, what intrigued me was what that when you were age 18, basically, when you became a demographic adult, you basically went out on your own. Yeah, well, and thank you. So I actually started my career in radio when I was 11 years old. I was playing steel drums because I just enjoyed it. I just wanted to play my drums somewhere. Um, And I should probably say I'm from Florida. So playing on the beaches was a semi-normal thing. You know, we typically had people, you know, come around um, the beaches and just do their thing, whether they were selling something or whatever. For me, I just wanted to play my drums. And after, you know, some time of getting kind of acquainted with the city, I would play at different water parks and birthday parties. And people just knew who I was because I would play my steel drums. And I started to get radio interviews from local radio stations um, across the, you know, in my area, across Florida. And one of the radio station managers was like, you should start your own show. Not knowing what to talk about because I was 11, I started doing interviews to sort of fill the time. And my first interview was with Kevin Jonas. Um, I snuck into a meet and greet, you know, told the manager that I had an interview, which was a lie. I'm sorry, but (laughs) it worked. And I was able to get that interview and my celebrity interviews sort of snowballed. So By the time I was 18 and I moved up to New York by myself, um, which was terrifying. I'm from Florida. You know, it's living up in New York and being up there by yourself when you're 18, you still get that culture shock and you still you feel very alone. And it's just it's a scary place. You know, New York is very intense. Yeah, let's hang on one second. I want to go back to your radio, your interview day. So you did these interviews for a specific radio station or for a podcast or for who? So I had my show Pavlina's Kids Place, which I later turned into the Pavlina show. Okay. And I actually syndicated that show. I self-syndicated it, which was not, that's not easy. (laughs) Um, I would just take my, like an air check, basically, you know, like a a reel in a way. And I would just go to different radio stations and be like, can you play my show? Will you, will you take this? You know? And then when I was 18 or sorry, when I was 14, I interviewed the CEO of iHeartRadio, Bob Pittman. And he was the one that was like, you should have this syndicated. So iHeart Radio syndicated the show all across the country um, after that. And is that where you got your Guinness Book of World Records record? So that was technically it's separate from the radio show. It was just something I decided to do one afternoon or one day, you know. Um, So the Guinness record, I did... 
I interviewed, I was actually in New York um, at the Arthur Ashe Kids Day event, um, interviewing, you know, the different celebrities, like they ha- they would bring, they have different performances and stuff like that right before the U.S. Open. So I was doing like the red carpet and I interviewed um, a country singer. His name is Hunter Hayes. I've done a few interviews with him actually. So we sort of like knew each other. And he had just done a record, like a Guinness world record for the most concerts in 24 hours or something along those lines. And when we saw each other again, he was like, you should do a record for the most interviews. And I was like, okay. So that just planted a seed, honestly. And then that was, you know, during the summer. And by the time I was able to get everything around for the Guinness world record, because it's a lot of work and there's a lot of rules, there's a lot of regulations, there's a lot of planning that you have to do and getting, you know, a team around. And it's just, it's a a whole heck of a lot of work, but I, by the time I was able to get that around, I had to be in front of a venue that was open for 24 hours. So the only two places in my hometown of Daytona beach, Florida that were open for 24 hours, um, that's a a seven 11 and a Walmart. (laughs) So yeah. Right. And I was like, okay, you know, it's almost Thanksgiving. Um, I think I'd probably get the most traffic, like the most people, the most bodies in front of me if I was in front of a Walmart the weekend before Thanksgiving or like the, you know, a few days before Thanksgiving. And so that's um, sort of, you know, the, the thought process and the planning I had behind the, the Guinness World Record. But it was, it was sort of separate from the radio show in the sense that I just decided to, to do it. I got you. But, but the point, the point is that you've done a lot of interviews with a lot of people, both, uh, I guess, celebrities and non-celebrities. Um, and are those interviews that you did? So what, tell, tell us about some of the celebrity interviews you've done. Just give us a list of names of people you've talked to. Of course. Um, so, I mean, I feel like my go-tos, there's been over 600 major celebrities and they've all been awesome. Like everyone that's talked to me has been super, super cool. And these were all from your days of the syndicated show. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And because once I turned or once I came up to New York, um, I didn't really have time for the radio show. I was finishing my high school online (laughs) because I still wasn't done with school. And then I started college and I was already working at, um, you know, a major media company. I just didn't have time for the radio show, but as far as some of like my go-to favorite interviews from the radio show, would definitely have to be um, Ed Sheeran, Barbara Kokorin, uh, Steve Forbes, Katie Couric. Um, what's his name? Gene Simmons from Kiss. He was just crazy, honestly. Yeah. He was totally nuts. Um, <laughs> and who else? There were so Ziggy Marley, who's Bob Marley's son. Um, we hung out for a long time. Jack Johnson was a lot of fun. Chris Daughtry. Um, there have just been so many cool so many cool people. Who else? A lot of, you know, some NASCAR people. I wasn't allowed to go on to the, the re- like the racetrack, um, the racetrack at NASCAR my entire life because of like insurance problems or something. Mm-hmm. So when I finally turned 18, I did an event there and I interviewed Jeff Gordon and um, my gosh, my Daytona people would be disappointed in me. I don't know who the other guy was, but okay. I know Jeff Gordon was, <laughs> was one of them. Um, and yeah, that, those are probably a few of my go-to favorites. So you did quite a so, few yeah. of those. And then at one point though, you entered the world. So you got your, your, you got your college degree, I presume. Yeah. So I, um, like I said, I finished my senior year of high school online up here. I actually finished a semester early in December, but like the next, that following summer, um, I started 
at the King's College where um, I studied media, culture, and the arts. And I thankfully was able to graduate in three years. Um, I'm not really a school person. I love school. I'm good at it. I just don't like to be in it. (laughs) You know, I'd rather be out in the world doing my own thing. Well, so then at some point you actually got, a. I I, I was tempted to call it a real job. Sorry. You got a job, Mm -hmm. a kind of a more mainstream job in the corporate world. What was that? Yeah. So the reason I actually moved up to New York was because I got an internship at the Salem Media Group. Um, It's one of the largest radio networks in the country. And I, it was just an internship. Okay. Like that, who knows where that can go, you know? Um, But I was like, no, I'm moving up here. Like, this is my time. I need to make it happen kind of thing. And I was only an intern for about four months until I started producing the local show that I was on. And, um, you know, you're New Jersey based. The, The show was for Joe Piscopo and he was, you know, really big on SNL in the eighties. So um, it was a lot of fun. And then I started producing that show for a little bit. And then I moved over to one of our New York based national shows um, where I was the associate producer. And then this is all within like less than a year. Mm-hmm. Um, and then by the time I was 19, so a year later, I started the department um, along with, you know, with the help of the VP of one of, you know, one of the VPs of the com- the company um, for podcasting, live streaming, uh, digital media for the company. So I became the um, executive director and producer for national podcasts. And I was doing that all the way up until a few weeks ago <laughs> um, a- until I quit. And that was where I was basically working on one of our morning shows doing all the video production for that. Um, and I started all of the, the video production for it and for all of our seven other national shows. And I was overseeing the other video producers and the work that they were doing and just making sure that it was all running properly. And since then, the company has actually completely shifted gears in what they're doing. And they sort of um, are coming with the times and uh, they want, they're going more into streaming which is really cool to see. So it's fun to be like, oh, I, I was a part of that change for that company to, for them to make such a big shift. Um, it was, you know, the podcasting, the live streaming that I wanted to do when I was 19, you know, a few years ago um, that, that has changed the company so much. So I was glad I was able to make my impact there and then, and then leave. <laughs> but, um, but yeah. So so then that kind of brings us to uh, your book. Um, you have experiences in just five years of adult life that many people don't have in a lifetime, which is pretty impressive and pretty uh, amazing, actually. And I'm guessing that some of those experiences are actually grist for your book, 20 Things Every Motivated 20-Something Should Know. I guess we should talk first about uh, Generation Z, which is your generation. Uh, I'm 66 years old, so I guess that makes me generation like F or something like that. <laughs> uh, I'm like, you know, you're two generations after me, I suppose. So tell me, let's start with like, um, what wh- what's the concept behind the book briefly and why did you want to write it? Absolutely. So I started writing the book um, at the end of 2019. And basically the thought behind it um, and what I wanted to achieve from it was I wanted a blueprint and a guide for young people and really all ages because it's not specific towards young people, Um, although it's kind of meant for young people, but it really works for all ages uh, to succeed in not only life, but also in their career. Because 
while I was doing all of my my radio show, uh, the Guinness World Record, moving up to New York, you know, and everything that comes along with that, you know, starting the radio show, getting all these interviews, like every, you know, minute from every minute detail, I didn't have anyone to help me with that. And I didn't really have um, anyone to look up to or anyone to kind of guide me. You made like, it up as you went along, basically. Yeah. I, you know, the metaphor I always said growing up was, um, I always feel like I have like a flashlight so I can, in, and I'm in like a dark forest. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I can see exactly two feet in front of me and that's about sure. it. Like I have no idea what I'm doing and it's just always kind of worked out. And I think, you know, what's worked for me at least is I've always stayed in my lane. You know what I mean? Like I've always, I've been all over the place when it comes to media. Like now I do TV and radio and podcast hits where I talk about, technology or business or politics or, you know, what I'm doing or self-improvement. So it's all sort of over the board, like all over the board, but I have stayed in my industry. I've stayed in my lane of, of media. And I think that's definitely benefited me, but I mostly wanted to, you know, inspire people that your age is not um, an excuse, but it's an advantage. That's my first chapter refocusing the negative because, you know, I think immediately people have negative thoughts, they have doubts, they don't believe in themselves. So refocusing that. um, And if you have a, I try to, you know, motivate them to have, if they have a dream, well, like go out and get it. You know what I mean? Like so many people, and that's a huge reason why I left my job. It was a great job. It was a great company, but I I left because I knew that I wasn't going anywhere with it. It wasn't, you know, supporting me in a, in a, the way that I needed it to. And so many people stay in jobs that they don't like, that they don't, you know, and the next thing they know, 50 years goes by and they're like, oh my gosh, how did I spend so much time at one place doing the sure. same thing? And it's just like, I could not imagine doing that. And I, I want to make sure that, that no one else, you know, spends their time in a place where they're not happy. Um, and then of course I talk about failure and overcoming that and obstacles and how that's obviously going to come in your way. Um, I just sort of go, like, I try to dive into all of the, the struggles are going to have, and I try to give them solutions or, you know, different ways they can, um, they can face it or how to, how to make something easier. I even talk about budgeting because go figure millennials and Gen Z's aren't the best with money. Um, but I've had to learn, you know, pretty early on, like how, to budget my money and how to, you know, save properly, et cetera. Um, so I just really try to dive into all of that. And then I sprinkle in uh, my celebrity interviews and some of the advice that they had given me, um, some of my favorite quotes, and and that sort of encompasses the whole book. Gotcha. So somebody's, obviously somebody's interested because you reached one of the Amazon bestseller lists. And yes. at the book show we were on, you had a table full of books and you sold every one of them. I wish I could have said that. And I think most of the other authors <laughs> wish they could say that as well. So somebody's interested in, and I'm, I'm also interested in the idea that even though the, the title says uh, 20 things, every motivated 20 something should know yeah. um, just in my cursory, you know, thumbing through the book, I think there's stuff in there for everybody, you know, and the universal idea of, going after what you want. Don't be hemmed in, you know, as you said, don't spend your entire life doing something you hate and then looking back with regrets. I think that's something that all of us can more or less identify with. I, do you, do you ever run into any, any sentiment or awareness from somebody who, who says you're only 23, what could you possibly know about life? I mean, (laughs) I, 
I know the, I, I, you obviously have uh, knowledge about life because you've done a lot of stuff, but you know, 23 is young, I think by any standard, how, how do you, how would you answer that question? Absolutely. Um, I mean, I've come into those kind of roadblocks my entire life, Um, you know, where people were like, whether I was at dance and people were like, why do you have a radio show? Why are you playing steel drums? Like, what is that? What What are you doing? You know, like, I think my entire life I've sort of been questioned in like, what are you doing and why are you doing it? Um, And, you know, it's funny because right before I started writing the book, I was actually dating this guy and... um, excuse me. And he, I told him like the concept, I had two different concepts for what I wanted to write the book on. And the first one, I don't remember, but the second one was this one. Right. And he was at the time, I think I would, I was like 22. Right. And he was like, you're 22. Like, what do you, and he was older. He was like in his later twenties, um, like 28 or so. And he literally said to me, he was like, what do you know about you know, anything basically. And I was just like, wow, you don't know me at all. Like I literally dumped him. I was just like, we're not, we're not doing this. Like, so when someone does do that, I usually just ignore them. Um, (laughs) because that's, you know, probably going to be in everything, um, that I guess it's about not being defined, but what, by what other people think of you or think you should do or think, yeah, absolutely. you're only 23 act like a 23 year old. What what does that mean? You know? Yeah. And what will that do for me? You know what I mean? But the other thing is like, I, I have had a whole career. I've been to like the white house and so many really cool venues. And I've met so many amazing people that, and I've gone through all of these things that I don't think experience has to have an age on it. Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't think you have to be a certain age to be like, I know I've gone, well, I've gone through this and I know what it's been like. So I still think I have some sort of expertise on it, you know? So the book is called 20 things every motivated 20 something should know. And where can we purchase your book? Yes. Okay. Um, so the best place is probably pavlinaosta.com. That's P A V as in Victor L I N A osta.com um because that way i'm able to send it right out to you myself um and yeah i think that's the best spot all right great uh pavlina i really appreciate uh this really interesting interview here i wish you luck with the book and i can't wait to hear what's next for you coming up uh, down the road pavlina asta author of 20 things every motivated 20 something should know we'll be keeping our eye on you thanks a lot for joining me today thank you so much i've had a great time talking with you 